0: What's up, everybody? My name is Jacob Deaton, and I am so glad you're back here with Southern Wedding Professionals. And today I have an awesome opportunity to speak with Katie Carroll from Katie Daisy Photography. Katie, how are you?
1: I'm great. How are you doing?
0: I'm great. So, uh, you know, what's new in your world? Tell Tell us what's going on right now.
1: Yeah, well, it's midst of October, so uh, any wedding professional knows that it's, like, busy season. Um, I've had eight weddings this month, so a lot of smaller elopements with COVID and then some bigger weddings. But actually had, right now, I had an elopement last night, and I have another elopement tonight, and then a wedding on Saturday. So just right in the nitty-gritty, and it's been kind of crazy, but but we're still moving through it.
0: <laughs> that is you are in the thick of it. No doubt. Um, that's, uh, that's good to hear. You know, is anytime I talk to someone and they say they've done eight or 10 or you're probably going to do 14 or 20 or something <laughs> this month, it seems like, I mean, anybody, anytime I talk to somebody that's busy, that's always a good feeling.
1: It is good. Sometimes it can be overwhelming, but you know, I feel like working through busy times makes you a little bit better at what you're doing. So, cause you've done it so many times. So it's, it's right. good. It's good.
0: so walk us back a little bit like um i I was really taken um by your website which um will include a link in this um in this whole presentation here but um like uh it seems like you've done a lot and forgive me you don't seem very old
1: (laughs) so i mean
0: (laughs) mean, your 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 website is absolutely beautiful um tell us how you got back into uh or tell you how you got into photography and sort of from the beginning, and walk us till now.
1: Yeah, so I guess the first time I picked up like an actual camera was in high school. I was in journalism, um, yearbook, all of that stuff, like the nerdy stuff, you know. I went to a pretty big high school, so um, there's a lot of people. I mean, the yearbook staff was huge, so it's kind of hard to like stand out. Mm. Um, So I didn't really like pursue that into college because, I wasn't like really good at it I guess you could say or recognized a whole lot in high school um but I did a lot with sports photography kind of for journalism and that and then going into college I was an athlete all of my life so I went yeah I was a gymnast so I went through college for exercise science and didn't really think of anything you know sometimes when you go to college you just one one goal is to get through it and then find a job so (laughs) that was my goal I actually finished a little early three and a half years, um, with an exercise science degree. And then life happened. I got married, all of that stuff. And then my husband got me a camera for Christmas, like a new camera. And, you know, of course, when you get a new camera, you got to practice, you got to shoot people. So I was taking pictures of like friends and family. Um, we just built a house. So like we were taking photos of our house and the building process and all of that. Um, and then, once I kind of did that, my husband was like, well, maybe you should like charge for this since you're doing it so much. Cause it was like a hobby that was like, almost I was doing as much as my other, my real job. (laughs) Um, So I guess that was about a year ago. So I've only been in photography I guess like updated wise for about a year and then my husband owns a couple of businesses so he's kind of been like a mentor of mine and starting this as like a professional business so I've been doing that for about eight to nine months so um mainly I focus on weddings but I will do families and seniors and that stuff as well so that's kind of my journey I actually just quit my full-time job to do um photography and marketing so that's a big step yeah. uh, leaving you know it's always scary leaving from what you study with in college to do something that was a hobby but you know if you could say you don't go to work and you do it for a job it's the best feeling ever so that's kind of like my my journey
0: that is amazing and there's a lot to unpack here so let me try to remember <laughs> all of it um so the where did you go to school
1: um so my family moved around a lot so i'm actually originally from upstate new york Okay. Uh, so he'll hear, hear that northern accent come out a little bit and then I went to high school in Arkansas and then college in here in Chattanooga where I'm from or where I live
0: okay and what college in Chattanooga what was the
1: um UTC so University of Tennessee what? at Chattanooga yeah got
0: it okay all right cool um and so tell me about this gymnast <laughs> endeavor how did you like like that's great that's you're the first gymnast uh or ex-gymnast I've had on this podcast so I gotta know oh. like
1: Yeah, I was pretty competitive. I started when I was five, grew up through it. Um, You know, there was points where I was traveling a lot for it, like to Texas and Indiana and Pennsylvania, all over the place. Um, and then kind of in high school, it was that decision time, I mean, do I commit to a scholarship or do I retire? Um, it's, a, it's a hard decision. I ended up getting an injury, which kind of retired my, me, so I didn't pursue it going into college. So that, That's where my kind of love for exercise and physical fitness grew was because of how active I was when I was
0: younger. Right. I might, yeah. I might have to hit you up for a dietary plan after this. <laughs> actually COVID-19 right
1: (laughs) I know I'm actually personal training certified that was my other job before um that was my last job before I left that to do photography
0: so right wow that's uh that's awesome um I really love lifting weights actually like I like the um I I I call it the old man strength training you know what I mean uh where you do, like, uh, you know, all the, uh, you know, the overhead presses and... Yeah, the,
1: look, the, the fix machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I try to stay pretty active. I mean, being being one photographer, you have to be active because you're, like, standing for eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm blessed that I have that background. So, you know, I'm a little bit in shape, so I can do that without, like, yeah. sweating. But um, but I still make fitness pretty important to my lifestyle. So because I've
0: been for so long, you know? It's super important. I mean, one, you're getting, like thousands and thousands of steps just shooting a wedding but yes. you're, you know it's uh it's important to take care of your body and to make oh, yeah. sure that you're course. doing you know you're yeah, looking good you're course. doing good, you
1: know? <laughs> right um, and of course COVID didn't help that any but you know
0: <laughs> no I like I said I'm still trying to lose my COVID-19 over here <laughs> uh, so uh, I'm I'm back at it again which is uh
1: you got it it's got always
0: it. brutal when you restart you know yeah oh yeah for sure Um, so, okay. So you, you, you start this whole physical, uh, this physical fitness journey and, and your husband buys you this camera. What's the first camera you get?
1: It's a Canon Rebel T6. Okay so it's a crop frame canon um and I mean I loved it it was it was a new camera so of course you're gonna love anything you get but (laughs) um so it was he got that for me and of course he it was just like the stock lens that was on it it wasn't like it was like I stopped before the lowest it went um and then just like the batteries and like five SD cards and like it was like a cute little kit he had got me but it was a starting point for me or I guess a restarting point for a hobby I had loved you know when I was little or
0: younger yeah I mean and so um so tell me how organically this this grew so so you get a camera you're you're doing your thing and you're taking pictures all the time because it's like your passion and your love and your dream and uh but maybe not even a dream yet it's just like something you love yeah and you know and then what what was the transition point to where they got you to the point where your husband was like well you should start charging for this because you're really good
1: yeah, so it actually started in fitness because, you know, that was my full-time job. I was actually actually working with a company called Orange Theory Fitness mm-hmm. um, as a coach, and I had done pre-sales and marketing for them um, for a while as well, as long Ooh, and as with coaching. Now. Yeah, so um, I guess I kind of started taking pictures, like headshots of the staff. And like when we went to marketing events, I would take pictures of the marketing events to put on our newsletter and stuff like that, more of a marketing aspect. Um, And then a girl had contacted me about, I would say a month Two months in to me getting the camera and she's like, Hey, I am um, going to like a bodybuilding show. Can you take photos from my website or my social media? And I was like, Sure, I knew her from college. So that was like my first um, like photo shoot (laughs) in a gym, of course. (laughs) So we kind of went to the gym and I like shot our photos and it kind of blew up. Like she was sharing them, which was awesome. Um, and other people started contacting me like, Hey, can you do my senior photos? Hey, can you do my family photos? And I was like, okay, this is weird. Like what? And so I did a couple shoots. and, And then at that point it was like another month and a half in my husband was like, okay, maybe you should like pay money for this because or charge money for this because you're doing it so much
0: mm. yeah
1: but um i guess it wasn't early till probably two three months where i felt comfortable enough taking money because it is like a big step and you want to feel like you're i guess good enough to like oh, take yeah. money and then of course you have all the legal stuff that you have to set up prior to accepting payment. so i had to do that i had to get an llc and insurance all that good stuff before i could like feel better about taking people's money.
0: So how did the transition happen uh, uh, from just random things happening to all of a sudden you're doing weddings? Like what happened with there?
1: So I was shooting everything under the sun. Everything that somebody contacted me, i like, yeah, I'll do it, yeah, I'll do it. And I was doing everything from corporate events to seniors, to families, to newborns, um, and I was second shooting for another photographer for some wedding material. Mm-hmm. Then I had met some other creatives in the Chattanooga market. Her name is Penny Chevalley. She does, like, styled shoots and stuff, and uh, I was like, yeah, I'll go to a styled shoot. Like, I've never been to one before, and this would be good content for me to get into weddings. So I went to the styled shoot and part of the reason why I went to is my best friend was one of the models. Mm -hmm. And so um, I went there, shot that and those pictures just kind of went everywhere. Cause you know, with styled shoots, you have multiple vendors, um, you know, included in that. So they'll share those photos. I'll share the photos, the models. You got a lot of people, I guess, connected that your photos go a lot of places in the wedding industry. So after that styled shoot, I had booked my first wedding um is actually last september in oak ridge tennessee and it was a friend of mine that her photographer actually canceled and so she needed somebody quick and so um i did it for like super cheap because it's my first wedding and i was like freaking out um but i traveled to oak ridge from chattanooga shot this wedding and it and she was like you're the i mean that went way better than I expected because I was up front, you know, I said, it's my first wedding. Like I'm nervous. Um, but she said she couldn't have been happy with the experience with the photos. her family was raving. And I was like, okay, maybe I should like, just do weddings because it is hard to find your like the avenue you want to go down so you can kind of perfect that. So after that wedding, I kind of was like, okay, in my head, I was like, maybe I should just focus on weddings um, and focus on building my portfolio for those higher end clientele that I'm trying to attract. Um, So that's kind of how the transition kind of happened was after that initial styled shoot and then my first wedding.
0: Wow. (laughs) And and I mean, and that's only like a year ago. So you're from a year you went from, this is kind of my first wedding and I'm kind of getting my feet wet with this whole thing and it went well. And now I'm thinking about maybe making this transition to you're doing 10, 15, however many weddings this month. Yeah. What, how did you get the word out that all of a sudden everybody should know about what you do? Uh, I mean, was there uh, marketing tactics or marketing sort of, I mean, obviously I have a little bit of background from that, from uh, the Orange Theory uh, marketing yeah. kind of stuff. Did you employ some of those ideas or was it like 100% like word of mouth?
1: So it was kind of both. I mean, through Orange Theory, I basically opened a studio, so I had to like head on the market the marketing aspect myself. So I learned a lot as far as like social media tactics, uh, graphic design, um, business to business relationships, lead generation, all of that stuff through the fitness industry and then kind of transitioned it to my own photography business. Um, but then you have word of mouth too. I mean, being a group fitness instructor, personal trainer, I mean, you're on a personal level with a lot of those clients. So, you know, you're having a lot of personal conversations. So of course my photography came up, we were friends on Facebook. So they saw my photography. So I've gained a lot of clients through personal relationships as well. Um, But as far as marketing tactics goes, I mean, social media is huge right now. Um, I was really kind of going back and forth on doing like paid advertisement or just like the normal posts on Instagram. Um, But right now I just stick to social media and referrals as marketing because Instagram is a huge platform. Um, There's so many photographers, awesome photographers in Chattanooga so kind of really honing like, like honing down on what you want to photograph and just portraying that on your social media your website everything will kind of help attract a certain type of client only that you can provide that service for so like for me um, as far as branding and marketing goes my personality is like I have a big personality I'm pretty active so energetic so like that personal trainer kind of personality comes out and that's what people attract or that's what, how can kind of how I attract clientele is through my energy and all of that. So I guess as far as marketing goes, just kind of advertising yourself versus your business um, helps create more of a personal relationship. And then you can attract, I mean, people start gravitating gravitating towards you and that's that's kind of how it took off.
0: That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, people really do undervalue social media. Um, I spend at least um, probably an hour and a half a day, uh, going through uh, all of my socials and trying to engage with people and sort of trying to get to know like what they do and other people within the industry and just letting people know uh, or just not necessarily even letting people know about who I am, but just uh engaging in what they 've created um, of course, of course. I, I, yeah I feel like um, I feel like that 's in a world where we can get really too busy to do those types of things that 's one hundred percent the the lifeline that we have and the, and the creative use of hashtags and stuff to sort of gain awareness of like what your brand is or finding that hashtag that's like a little uh obscure but direct so that um so that people will find you um of course, uh, of course. you know those things are so so crucial
1: they are and it's it's a lot too and you know you have to create a good like work-life balance because you know you work from your phone so or most of the time to gain new clients And you kind of have to, you know, have a boundary okay you know I'm gonna be on my phone for from eight to five and then you know relax for an hour you know that kind of thing but social okay. media is probably my number one way to generate leads for my photography business
0: how much uh, how much are you posting like per day per week you have like a set time or you just you just say I'm going to work in this time or whatever I get done in this time is, is what it is so
1: kind of my workflow is I post try to two, two to three times a day and through Instagram you can kind of look up your insights or your popular time that a certain certain demographic will visit your Instagram page or your Facebook page. So through that research, I have honed down on a couple of times per day that I will post. Um, and of course, my content is important. Like for me, I'm trying to gear more towards the elopement, the adventure style photography now, currently. So that's the kind of content or the kind of people that I want to reach. So locations are super important, time of day, your hashtags, your captions, all of that. Um, come into a play. But I try to post two or three times a day. I mean, sometimes when I have weddings, it doesn't happen all the time. But then stories are pretty important as well, because you want people like engaging on your social media page and using all of the Instagram features are important as well, like um, polls or videos or reels or um, questions, things like that will help
0: boost your engagement. I love it. You're speaking my love language.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's love, a lot. I
0: love this stuff so much.
1: It's fun to kind of go through and be creative with that aspect because, you know, everybody's different. Every photographer has a different kind of flair on social media and kind of creating that brand for yourself is important and showing your personality, like showing your face. I try to show my face on my Instagram at least one time a day, just so people know who I am, you know?
0: That's important, I think, for you. I mean, because it is your own personal brand here that you're building. Yes, Yes, Um, for sure. And if people don't like the word brand, I always say, well, think about it as your reputation. Yeah, because sometimes these you know people put words on things like brand, and you're like, ah, this is a little yeah for me or whatever. (laughs) But like truly, it's like it is your brand. But if you don't like to think of it as brand, just call it reputation because that's what you're
1: reputation. Your personality. I mean, what is the first thing that uh, a client sees? So. Or that they kind of take away from your businesses, you know, um, color schemes, your fonts, your photos, your face, all those things things kind of create an emotional response that, you know, you want to pick a certain color, a certain font, a certain picture to kind of create that happy feeling or whatever emotion you want your clients to feel about your photographs.
0: Mm. So how do you generate enough uh, content to keep up with the demand?
1: So style shoots are something that I've gone into pretty big or content days that some photographers are putting together to help other photographers or other local creatives create content for their pages. Mm-hmm. So for example, like for me trying to get more into elopement style photography, I don't really book a lot of elopements because I don't have, I guess, um, images to portray allotments so content days are good to create that content you want to shoot mm-hmm. um, or you want to show your clients that you can shoot so they can kind of book you for those projects um, like for that first content I did or first style shoot I did when I first got started no one would have known I do weddings unless I showed that I did weddings so those styled shoots are a good kind of foot in the door to get to that kind of clientele you want to shoot um, I just did one in cook fill actually on Tuesday. Um, so how they kind of work is either photographers will put them on or wedding planners. Um, and then usually have three or four couples or three or four setups that you can kind of hop around and shoot. But also the good thing about it is there's 10, 12 other photographers there that you can learn from. So my posing, my style is going to be different from, you know, this girl or this guy's photo or photo editing and posing. So listening to other photographers, listening to other creatives will help you kind of, um, be able to be more creative and learn something too. So that's kind of how I get content. Um, it's those styled shoots, and sometimes I'll do some on my own too. If I have an idea, you know, I'll rent a dress, grab a couple, and be like, okay, let's go here and shoot this. Um, but just kind of getting uh, content so I can be more creative and kind of uh, advertise towards the clientele I want to book.
0: I mean, simple numbers are simple numbers here: three hundred and sixty-five times three per year that's a lot of photos that's a, I mean and even if you're not posting on Saturday or Sunday because you're maybe working or something but if yeah. you, you trim it down to five days uh, a week times three um, times tw- uh, four times 12 you know I mean it's uh that's a lot of uh a lot. <laughs> a lot of photos so you're constantly shooting I mean it's it's that is um you know that is a thing for yeah. sure
1: Yeah, it's definitely a different kind of work week. I mean, I've shot probably every day for the past three weeks in October. So, um, I mean, weekends are weddings, of course. And then sometimes I'll have like a, a mini session day on a weekend where I'll do like back to back family sessions. But weekend or weekdays are typically like family shoots or newborn shoots or seniors. Those smaller um kind of shoots are not longer than an hour. Um and I can usually fit in a couple a day. But now but photographers work around the sun because you know that's our light source. So as it gets closer and closer into winter and fall, the sun sets earlier. So our our work days look a little different than normal like eight to five.
0: <laughs> That's cool. I mean, I, I, uh, I admire the hustle. Um, and I tell people that all the time that are that on the game with social media, you're really building and mapping a legacy of like your brand and, or, or your reputation. Um, and, uh, I think that, um, that sort of passion in, um, what is the start of your business? Like is, will be irreplaceable, uh, and immeasurable later.
1: Oh, of course. And you can look back, like, some photographers will like delete their old work because their style has changed. But I'd like looking back at my old photos because it's like, wow, like even for me or even clients looking at my page, you can see how much I've grown and being like vulnerable to a client like that. Be like, Hey, like this is you my photos, but look at me now. Like I love to like go through this journey with you and get even better. And you know, A lot of my clients now, since I've been in it longer, I've shot their wedding, I've shot their maternity photos, and I've shot their newborn photos. So going kind of through that journey and that growth with your client is super cool. And that's kind of how, that's what my favorite part of photography is, is building those relationships and being able to talk to people like every day. So it's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, 100% massively, uh, important, um, and totally under talked about. Um, so many people that I've talked to on this podcast, um, have just sort of fired out of the gate and they've been either getting referrals or, you know, or just organically people have been finding them. um, and that's all really cool and stuff, but you, if you don't have a plan in place to implement some of these ideas that you're talking about, um, and, and sort of, you know, really start to, to document and really start to build that journey out uh, online and really show potential new clients that you know um, that you're out here and you're doing it um, you're wasting a really great opportunity to really to grow your business to three five x yes um, yes very very quickly
1: Yep, yeah, and For me, like going through those stages of life with clients, I mean, those are going to be your lifelong clients now because you've established this relationship and they're always going to come back to you. Um, I have found in the industry, like I got married, I hired a wedding photographer, I went through the experience on both sides. Um, By all means, I was not a professional when I hired my wedding photographer and I was not a wedding professional at all. So, you know, when brides find their wedding photographer, the first thing they look at look at are their photos right but and so that's like number one and first and foremost but then also you have to meet your wedding photographer if you don't like vibe with them if you don't like if you don't feel like comfortable with them then they're not going to book you for their wedding day so I feel like there's multiple aspects to being a photographer than just like taking photos to like help you grow over you know, a year, two years, five years, whatever your long-term goal is. So I guess for me, establishing relationships is huge. And I just want to be as personable as possible. And I guess my biggest advice to like new photographers would be like, go out and like meet people, ask to shoot them. Don't wait for them to ask you, you know, like try to get out there and meet as many people as you can.
0: Right. It's super important. And like you said, building that network of people Um, is really important too because if you get a call on a date that you're already booked for being able to personally recommend someone else that you know in your area is excellent and will do great work um, it's a great way to work together as a team and as a community and uh, that's sometimes overlooked in the dog eat dog sort of world that we uh yes
1: I'm very much a lover of community over competition. I've worked with tons of amazing photographers along the way that have allowed me to second shoot for them, um, kind of be like a mentor. I mean, all these photographers that are hosting these content days are using their ideas and letting other photographers come in and shoot them. So that's like a huge thing for me. Like I've worked with other photographers in this area, Wren Tompkins, Ashley Overby Photography, Sarah Marie, like all of these awesome creatives. and. We just try to build community as much as possible because every person has a different want and need. Like I'm not going to book all of the weddings in Chattanooga. I physically can't. So, I mean, why not refer to like other photographers, videographers, planners, like there's tons of people in the Chattanooga wedding market that can fit almost every need and want that brides
0: have. I mean, you said it best right there. (laughs) I mean, for real, it's it's really true. Slightly pivoting a little bit, thinking about the times that we're in right now. I mean, you started your business right before all this hit. And by this, I do mean COVID. Um, What sort of um, challenges have you faced? And what sort of new opportunities maybe have grown from this, um, you know, horrible, horrible thing?
1: Yeah, so throughout the pandemic, um, I was actually at home with my other job through COVID. So I had a lot of time to kind of put towards my photography business. So that's kind of a pro for me. What happened
0: mm-hmm. was instead
1: of being at work all day, I was able to kind of focus on my photography business. Um, I did have a lot of weddings that were either canceled, rescheduled, downsized, because, you know, March it, or springtime is very popular for wedding season. And so is the summer. Right. Um, I did have a couple weddings that, um, stuck through it at a couple June weddings. Um, but most of my brides, I was very fortunate and blessed that they moved their wedding and didn't completely cancel. I think I had one or two cancellations, but, um, I completely understood. And, you know, we made all the business terms, but most of my weddings now that were in that season kind of moved to next season, which is really good. But I guess also a pro that came out of it was the elopements. Um, Mm -hmm. I've kind of grown that love for the elopement style the more adventure photography so that's kind of where all that stemmed from was being at home and all of these brides downsizing their weddings or eloping instead of getting married in like a big you know 200 plus people setting of where I kind of grew that love for it so Mm -hmm. that's why I'm kind of trying to rebrand sort of and get more towards that elopement style because I've kind of like grown for that it's kind of grown into that love for the more adventure style like let's hike to the mountain and take photos like that kind right. of thing
0: that's cool i yeah. love that like you know challenging times cause um uh entrepreneurs like yourself to sort of think about where they are and how they can pivot to not only uh meet the needs of the marketplace but also um you know like expand their mind as to like what's possible yeah. like
1: new things and create new ideas of course
0: yeah, I, I, I uh, you know, everybody that I've talked to has somehow figured out how to pivot. And, yeah. Um, and there's, they've all, none of them have stayed, Everybody has ever stayed in this, in the exact, it's like, we're just doing this exact same thing. Everybody that I've talked to during this time has, has pivoted. And I think that's just beautiful.
1: And it's, I mean, it's hard to pivot because, you know, you get kind of, in this routine of, okay, yeah, I like shooting big weddings. Let me book, you know, 20 big weddings. But then at the same time, it gets kind of boring. Like you don't want to shoot as a photographer the same thing over and over and over because you're creative. You want to like try new things, experience new couples, new locations. So I think that's what I really got out of the quarantine was um, finding ways to like be more creative and try new things. Um, For example, weddings aside, I did, it was super popular for photographers, porch portraits, which were kind of fun because um, you don't get to really like see people in quarantine. So what I did was I had a couple of subdivisions that posted about me on their subdivision page. And I just drove around to people's houses and took their pictures on their porches. Oh, that's so cool. Which is, it was so fun. And it was fun to like get out I and mean, we stayed like the distance, like all of that. And they were able to get family photos done because they weren't able to do it, you know, in the summer and stuff. Um, And some of those families have turned into recurring clients and they're like, Oh, you need to come back up to the, to the subdivision and shoot us again, which is fun because, you know, they have little kids and you kind of just hop around and it was a lot of fun. So that was one thing I did in quarantine to kind of like try something different.
0: Yeah. I was, that's a good, that's a, that's a great uh, lead in for this. Like I always wonder with um, photographers specifically and, you know, it's very easy to get into a pattern, like put your hands here, go stand yeah. over there. Like this is the obvious wedding shot. Yeah. Um, this is the, uh, you know, this is the down the middle home run sort of wedding shot that you're going to, you're going to love, but how do you insert your creativity into what you do for each client? So they know they're getting sort of an individualized customized sort of feel. Um, yes. is, uh, how does, how, do, how does your discovery process with that, with, um, with each client?
1: so for me i'll read off of their personality um that's why i recommend to do an engagement session prior to the wedding because that's kind of like me kind of feeling for their energy you know i'm very communicative so like prior to booking me we'll have a phone conversation um hopefully coffee date you know sometimes with covid it's kind of hard to meet up but i get a feel for their personality um i send out a questionnaire of like fun, funky questions just to kind of see what what they like, what they don't like. And then as far as posing goes, at the engagement session, that's where, that's kind of my personal trial period. So I can try different things. I'm very much a prompt-based photographer, not a posy photographer. With that being said, I'm very action movement oriented. So for guys, especially, you know, they just want to stand like this, right? (laughs) They just want to like stand and be like the rock, which is totally awesome. But sometimes the girl wants their hair flipping, you know, wants to spin, Mm -hmm. wants the dip. So like those kind of things create a different kind of um, uh, image or style for each photographer because if I spin a circle or if I you know, jump up and down. It's gonna look different than you know, this girl and this girl, or this guy might make a different face and that kind of stuff. So more of the candid moments. But I learned from that for um, from that initial engagement session going into their wedding, um, what not to do, what to do more, you know, what they liked, you know, that kind of stuff. And it's kind of fun, you know, if we did a certain pose for their engagement session, we'll do the same kind of one for their wedding. And it's kind of sweet, you know, oh, we did this when we were engaged. You know, like a, for example a prompt of mine, it's like the slingshot shot right so you're holding hands and you walk apart from each other and then slingshot into each other and you know the hair is moving the dress is moving all that stuff and then when they do it again on their wedding day it's a little bit more fun like oh i remember this one you know Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how i create a personalized experience for all of my clients it's just reading off of personalities because everybody's personality is different everybody's wedding dress is different their views for their day their vision so i kind of feed off of all of that, and take that before I pose them or kind of create their story uh, via photographs.
0: Right. I mean, you said it best there. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's really about the energy of the couple and sort of like what they output. You you then uh, internally mix, you know, yeah. and come up yeah. with something special. I just love it when I see uh, uh, photos from a uh, past wedding that I've been to. And you see that one or two shots that's just obviously not what most photographers would have grabbed. You know what I mean? And it's sort of it, it's sort of indicative of, of the photographer's personality as much as the um, the client themselves.
1: Yeah, and you know you pull from like the vibe per se of the wedding day too. Like you can you know you have the more traditional wedding styles like the whites, the greens, the golds, but then you have more of the kind of out there bride that'll have like boots on or have a hat or like you know so different things and that's kind of you pull from that vibe to kind of create those prompts and poses um so that's it's pretty cool like with the elopements especially I mean it's just you the couple and the officiant so like you can be as creative as you want you don't have to worry about aunt Lisa hopping in the background of photos like photo bombing. You don't have to worry about your bridal party. So I can be a little bit more creative with those via the traditional wedding, but you pull from the vibes.
0: Right. Sure. Um, tell me about the team that you assemble and sort of, uh, sort of different packages and stuff that you offer uh, your clients.
1: Yeah, so I actually recently just hired an associate shooter. So her name is Burgundy. I met her through fitness. Um, but we're kind of a team now of photographers that will shoot. She'll always be my second shooter. So I kind of did that because with my experience with my wedding, a lot of a lot of photographers will hire a random second shooter, typically the ones they haven't worked with before. So it's kind of hard to mesh your workflow with somebody you've never worked before so i was kind of scared of that hiring a second shooter like what if you know they don't vibe with me what if they don't kind of understand what I'm trying to work towards all of that so I kind of hired burgundy to kind of be that person so with me all of my packages you get me and burgundy every single time um, so the bride exactly knows what to expect every single time it's not going to be like a, a random second shooter so that was important to me just because of my experience I had with my wedding photographer cool. um, but then it's me and burgundy right now as far as packages go I do the traditional wedding package you know eight hours second shooter engagement session. Um, but then I have the elopement packages as well. Typically it's one price, all the travel and stuff is included in that one price. And then you have the the session included with that too. Um, but I try to include an engagement session with that wedding package, just so I can initially create that relationship, um, with my couple.
0: Right. I mean, it's, um, you know, whenever you're speaking to a client and you're trying to convey this information, like, listen, it's really, really, you're spending all this money on a band, food, venue, all you know, me, uh, yep. you know, all this stuff. Um, it's got to be uh, sort of an utmost priority for you to sort of push that engagement package because it's like, listen, I can get to know you. I can figure out what you want, what you don't want. Yep. And, you know, I'm not sort of, uh, you know, pulling from the hips, so to speak, and shooting from the hips, as they say. Uh, yeah. on the actual day um, and also it, it gives them more you know uh, photos to choose from it gives them more uh, you know content for them to uh, to give i've also I've also said that like I wonder um, with the style of like vlogging that sort of happens on uh, YouTube um, these days you know like uh, yeah where people will literally just have a camera that follows around them around all day, you know, um, <laughs> like, how cool would it be if you had that like in this with a photographer that, um, you know, that follows you around for the entire weekend. And then like, literally you tell the entire story of like what it's like from when all the bridesmaids show up all the way to the very end, you know, for the send off. So.
1: Um, I did a style shoot a couple of, about a week and a half ago, and there was a videographer there, and she, like, videoed some behind the scenes, and it's pretty cool. You know, you don't pay attention to, like, what you're saying when you're working. You know, you just kind of get, like, in the zone. You're like, okay, I'm gonna work. So, seeing myself work, you learn from a lot, too. You know, oh, I should have done that. I should have done that, but going back to, like, from the time where a client books you to their, or how do you get a client to book, because you're right, they do spend a lot of money on weddings, and Typically, the um, order of bookings, venue is first, photographer is second. That's typically what happens with brides. So once they book their venue, they already know what they want. They already know their vision most of the time. So as a photographer, you kind of have to pitch yourself based on their vision because Some clients aren't going to mesh with you. Some clients have a specific vision. And once they see your photos, you're like, that's really not my vision. And that's totally okay. That's why there's so many photographers in the area. But for me, first impressions are like number one. I try to meet all of my brides via phone call, FaceTime, coffee date, just so, you know, we can meet. Because first impressions, like how professional do you look? How do you speak? You're not, I mean, no one's going to hire a, it's going to be hard to work with a photographer that isn't afraid to speak up because family photos are the most challenging things on wedding days. So you have to have that initial personality that adheres to your client. So because they are spending a lot of money, they're investing in you ultimately to create you, their memories that are going to last for a lifetime. They're trusting you to tell their their love story. So that's what I try to get across to clients is I'm here for them I want to capture their story we're going to do it your way your vision is going to come to life and that's what I think is important when brides kind of look for their for their wedding photographer things to kind
0: of watch out for right you're I mean for someone a year in it sounds like you got <laughs> it all figured out <laughs>
1: I, I still have a lot to learn. There's always, there's always more. There's always more. It, I mean, the world is constantly changing. I mean, the wedding photography industry from researching is a lot different than it was, you know, five, ten years ago. I mean, brides didn't used to spend two grand on their wedding photographer. You know, some most photographers used to use like the whole light setup and like all of this stuff. But technology has changed to where you don't have to use all that. Like it's just
0: crazy. Right. Yeah. I mean technology is evolving um every part of the industry and i find it extremely fascinating um to see um and you're right i mean i used to go to weddings and because i'm so old um <laughs> i used to go to weddings i used to see people bring around these huge light trees yeah. <laughs> and, and, and all you know in these huge soft boxes and like you know and they're like trying to get it in the right space right. while the you know, while the officiant is over there, like talking and doing his thing. And they're like, they're constantly running and everything. And it was so distracting. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you're like trying to focus on the couple that's getting married. And all you see are these people running around with like reflection. Yeah. <laughs> like, reflection. Like, reply,
1: like oh, hold it in this spot. hold it. In yeah, this spot.
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was totally a thing. I mean, for people who don't remember that, uh, or that are too young to know, um, that was 100% a thing.
1: Yeah, and um, I mean there still are photographers that use that tactic, but that's their style, you know. If so if there's couples that, of course, are looking for that that style, and that's where it's kind of cool. You have so many different types of photographers because that's still in. It's still, you know, and I feel, I feel like vintage trends always come around right. like, at some point, <laughs> or older trends like it does. It yeah, <laughs> for sure. Like right now in the photography industry, like the old like grainy images, you know, like the um grainy kind of style was definitely back in
0: from mm.
1: photography so and I know right. that was like a trend back you know back then like the old grainy film you know that kind of stuff
0: right right well you know it, it was supposed to be the roaring 2020 and everybody was supposed to be in flappers and <laughs> right. you know old school uh attire here yeah. and uh you know and well COVID so yeah of course um, yeah, I guess we'll just postpone that to next year. Or
1: something. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just, we'll, yeah, put a pin in
0: that. Yeah, just put a pin in it. We'll, we'll come back to it next year. Of course. No big deal. This year didn't exist. It just I know. It didn't exist. I know. Um, but before we let you go, I want to make sure that everybody gets um, a real cool understanding of who you are as a person. And some as someone that, like, has uh, obviously lived a couple of different lives already. Um, you've given us so much. Um, but let's, let's, I'm going to ask just a few rapid fire questions. Okay. <laughs> and you give me, and you give me some answers and don't worry. They're totally PG. It's and,
1: like I'm on the Ellen show, you know, where she asks like rapid fire. or
0: <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> okay. Like the Ellen sh- Yeah, exactly. Totally.
1: I love Ellen.
0: Um, so tell me, uh, uh, do you have a va- favorite genre of music or favorite band?
1: I love country music. I'm big into Morgan Wallen right now.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Um, you know, it's funny. I actually just had a uh, client ask me to uh, play an instrumental version of a Luke Bryan song to some. Oh, yeah, Luke Bryan's good too. Really <laughs> good. I, I, I'm like, why do you want an instrumental version of some a song that needs to be sang? It's <laughs> yeah. kind of goofy, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, so I uh, I sent them that, but I, I also love country, but I like the old stuff you know, I like, nah, I like the
1: old stuff. Like, like we, my husband likes Johnny Cash, Dolly Parton. We're huge Dolly Parton pa- fans. We love Dollywood, you know, that whole thing, but
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that's cool. What's the, uh, are you a reader? Do you like to read books? If so, like, what's the last book you read?
1: I don't really read a lot of books. I do like to read like educational books. Like I just read a book on LinkedIn. I just, yeah. I don't know. I just like to constantly learn You're like
0: me. I like reading stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Like motivational books, um, like things like that. Like, I don't know, something I can pull out of that are real life examples. I mean, I do love reading like Harry Potter, of course, but, um, like the, I feel like the stuff I could learn from and like have to highlight things and read it multiple times. That's what I like.
0: This is a really tough one, but what's your last meal? If you're going to have the last meal of your life, what is it going to be?
1: Oh, what is it going to be? I would have to say Chick-fil-A. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love Chick-fil-A. Of all
0: the things in the world, you're going to pick Chick-fil-A? Why? You know,
1: listen, listen. I don't know. It's just something, like, comforting. Like, you go to get Chick-fil-A, and those peppermint milkshakes in the winter, I mean, my goodness. They're so good. But I guess if I had to cook something, since I'm from New York, I would say good, like, calzone or uh, pizza or, like, lasagna, something like that, you know?
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. I mean, there's something about that blessed chicken, right?
1: Oh my gosh. Oh, it's so good.
0: <laughs> there's something in that. I'm convinced. It's like Coke back in like the sixties and seventies. Right. Where...
1: And I feel like there's so many like Chick-fil-A is even busier now than it was when they had their, like, their dining room open. I was like, how is this? Like I don't think they'll ever open their dining room because it's just as busy or probably uh, more
0: busy. I mean, why? It's just more work. Yeah. Um, more people I mean, to employ. Right. Exactly. I, uh, yeah. you know, If they're not considering that model for the future, uh, (laughs) their marketing department. Maybe
1: I should start drive-through photography.
0: (laughs) There you go, right? Maybe. I mean, hey, this is twenty. You never
1: know. Anything can happen. Yeah, right? Uh,
0: Do you have a, I mean, you're an athletic gal, so do you like sports?
1: I do. I do like watching football, you know, typical Southern, you know, football is great.
0: Uh, I watch collegiate
1: gymnastics. I'm sorry, what?
0: UT? Are you, are you a UT fan? Is that what it is?
1: I'm not really, like, a specific fan, but I cheer for UT because I live in Tennessee, and my husband went to grad school there, so, like, you know, I'll be like, yeah, Tennessee, but I knew people that played for, like, Arkansas, so, I'll, you know, I'm just kind cheer of cheer for who's whoever win, winning, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're an equal opportunity lover. <laughs> so you think yeah. you watch gymnastic competitions still? Yeah, in yeah.
1: In a uh, gymnastic season, I will watch, like, the collegiate meets on TV.
0: That's so cool. Um, I don't. I don't know that I know anybody that watches that. Um, I know
1: I'm probably the only but, person. But. No, I
0: mean obviously there are people because it's on TV. So. yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I guess the all the gymnasts watch it pretty much. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I. It, I mean, honestly, gymnasts are like some of the most incredible athletes in the world.
1: Um, oh, my body's paying for. It, I'll tell you that.
0: <laughs> I mean, what they do is just like, you know, it's it's not only impressive, but it's like super stressful on the body as I understand
1: Yeah, it. it's
0: pretty crazy right I mean and you're in the gym like every day doing all the things uh all the flips all the yeah. trips. <laughs> all the <flips. laughs> yeah I mean working out probably even yeah. s- just as much you know uh lifting weights and stuff right
1: yep yeah it's wow. like a job that's for sure
0: yeah yeah do you miss it do you miss competition I miss,
1: I miss like uh, the competitive side, but I think like that's why I'm such a hustler is because I've learned from that and like I kind of transition those mentalities to my own business and I think that's why I like work, working for myself so much is because I can kind of like bring back that competitive spirit, you know, healthy competition is always good and like hustler so just go get her and that's kind of what you have to do in athletics. So
0: it is very true. That is 100% what you have to do uh, yes. in athletics. Um, one final question, and uh, and we'll and we'll leave it at this. Um, in your in your one year um, uh, journey with photography, and what's kind of gotten you to this point? Was there a piece of advice that you learned or read along the way that was just like, oh, yes, that's it, that's me, that's what I need to do. That's like the inspiration I need to draw from in this low time, high time, whatever. Is there something that sticks out to you that just says, wow, that's that's what I need to hold on to through the whole, my whole process.
1: I think the biggest thing is don't be afraid to be yourself. Like for me, it's it's hard to like scroll through Instagram and look at other photographers and be like, oh, you know, I wish I could, I wish I did, I wish my photographs looked like that or I wish that I had that style or whatever. But for me, People are going to pick you for you. Like, don't be afraid to be yourself. Don't be afraid to try new things. Like, if you think of it, do it. Don't, like, think, oh, well, that person didn't do it, so I'm not going to do it. You know, that's where, that's what gives you that competitive edge, and that's what get gets you to stand out to your clientele. So, I and it's hard to, it's hard to be yourself because it's hard to put your face out there because the market is so saturated, but it's, it's fun. And once you get used to it, the more you do it, the more comfortable you're going to feel like you to be confident at something you have to do it at least 30 times so you know just try to be on Instagram or Facebook like take a selfie and post it tell you tell the world what you're doing that day or things like that like for this like don't be afraid to go on a podcast and talk about your experiences don't be afraid to give advice to other photographers like what you've learned like just kind of just be yourself
0: I love that because really, ultimately, it comes from a place of, of judging yourself and being insecure with who you are, and in sharing that with the world. And you're not for everybody, and that's okay. But you opening yourself up and giving yourself to the world, you never know who you're going to encourage or you're going yep. to inspire. And um, and also, um, be okay with the journey. You know, be okay with. The fact that you're learning and you're growing every day. Because if you have that mentality and you're working, then every day your work is going to get better and better. Exactly. I love that. That's one of my favorite things to tell people. I like it.
1: It is. I like it too. And I, I mean, I still do it. I'll find myself scrolling through Instagram and be like, oh my gosh. But then I have to think, okay, you know, it's a journey. You just have to go through the process and one day I'll get there. One day I'll have, you know, 10,000 followers on Instagram and, you know, be able to travel the world. But it's, it's a process and I'll get there. Like, it's just one step at a time.
0: Well, it sounds like you're already well on your way, Katie. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, um, thank you for having me. This podcast. I mean, you were such a joy uh, to thank to just much. get to know, and uh, we look forward to hearing more from you and soon. And we'll probably have you back before you know it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would love it. And you can find all my stuff on my Instagram page on my website um and don't be afraid to send me a message my um, phone number is on my website so feel free to call text anything anything like that
0: i love it and we'll list all that in the description uh, of all this so thank you so much for your time this has been another episode of southern wedding professionals and we will see you later